I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. We will not go gently. We're gonna unleash hell here in December because we have to. We won't go into shell. We're gonna go in attack mode because uh, that's what's required. Nobody loves football as much as I do. We mock ourselves. I was getting sick of Steelers fans. Mm. So I said, let me play around with this AI chat. Oh, no. Maybe I can uh, make a Steeler friend with the artificial intelligence. Yeah, this, well, this is better than this thing taking my job. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I said, well, write a write a poem about Mike Tomlin in the style of Robert Frost. Oh, okay. Because, uh, you know, I'm in, ser- I'm in some serious ostracies. Absolutely, I'm in some yeah. Serious conversations. And, For and, sure. And I got an Deep. answer. Uh, mm-hmm. In a field of green and gold, green and gold, mm. Mike Tomlin stands alone, a Ooh. figure of strength and grace, a master of the game. With every step he takes, he exudes confidence. His players look to him for guidance and guidance. (laughs) He leads them through the storm and guides them to victory. His tactics and strategies are second to none. His passion for the game is evident in all he does. He gives his all each day and expects the same from his players. He is the heart and soul of the Pittsburgh Steelers. His leadership and determination are a testament to his greatness. So here's to Mike Tomlin, the greatest coach of all. His legacy will live on through the stories told. Wow. I'm wow. into it. Give me, yeah. AI, give me AI Steelers fans. Wow. I'm, okay. I'm here for this. Yeah. I mean, we can work on the green and gold thing later. Yeah. Well, hey, this is what Jin's... What, sorry, Siri. This is, <laughs> this is what Jin's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conversation about the Steelers conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh I am a real boy, Kyle Kreis, here mm-hmm. with Greg Benevent. Hello, and maybe uh, maybe he's an AI uh, chat bot <laughs> on uh, on the mic as well. I don't know. <laughs> you know, everyone. It was just like I'm even. I'm, I'm just kind of fast forward through. You know, just like the blame game. It was just like, oh man, it was. I felt like it was that old Atari game, Asteroids, where just mm. things are coming at you from all sides. It was yeah. Mitch. It was the defense. Ew. I mean, with special teams, it was Coach Tomlin. It was just, it was, it was a, it was a Ravens loss. Oh yeah, it was everybody. I mean, it's. I, I think it's. It, but I think that's why so many asteroids are coming at you on the higher levels of the game here, just because there were so many different parts that you know didn't quite get it done, and also it very. And and I'm not just saying this because it felt that way as a fan, but also just you know reading all the guys that were reporting from the locker room there, it felt like a playoff loss. I mean, it felt very much like the end of a season in a way it's it's you know it's ravens it's ravens week it's always uh high mm-hmm. stakes involved and yeah none none mm-hmm. were none were higher but mm-hmm. it's the aftermath is when oh. the conversation took place let's mm-hmm. get to the tweets um oh oh you know what wait i I thought I thought this was uh, we were gonna have to retire it, but I think it's I time. I was thinking this was gonna come back. It's time to bring it back. Oh enough. Oh my god. Enough. Where's the? Oh, there. QB twenty two, where are you? We've got some work to do now. QB twenty two, who are you? We need some help from you now. You know we've got a mystery to solve. Which QB do we want? Gold and black. But don't get sad, if QBs do 
what they should do, then they can earn themselves a yellow jacket. Well, no, well, let's put the yellow jackets away much. for that now. Could, yeah, that can um, go until next uh, summer. <laughs> no, yeah, put forever. A, put away the gold, uh, the gold threads, uh, mm-hmm. seam seamstress of Acrisure Stadium. <laughs> But yes, a Q, is it a QB controversy? It might be. I don't know. It's certainly a QB. Uh, it's not an un, it's not an uncontroversy. No, it's it's it, it, in a way it's the QB controversy we're going to have for hopefully the next several years of our lives, i.e. finding out who should be the person to back up Kenny Pickett or play in Kenny Pickett's uh, stead this particular week. OK, well, let's get to the crate at Fan Morning Show, the Fan Morning Show, the so-called Fan Morning Mm -hmm. Show. Twitter poll, if Kenny Pickett isn't healthy for Sunday's game at Carolina, who should the Steelers start at QB? 71.6% Mason Rudolph, 28.4% Mitch Trubisky. What happened? Geesh, I where have these uh, Mason uh, lovers come out of the woodwork all of a sudden? Uh, I, I think either, uh, another 10, 15% came out at each interception on Sunday's game. <laughs> I think that's sort of where it came from. It, um, I, I can't help but think of that wonderful quote from Mason the other day. I think, was he talking to Dulac where they asked him about like, hey, Tomlin said that it was 2A and 2B and backup quarterbacks. And Mason says something like, well, I've been inactive. <laughs> So he's not he's not feeling very 2B out there. I think he's feeling a little less than 2B. I think that was uh, I think that was a huge amount of respect that Tomlin was giving to yes. Mason by saying, "Well, it's two A, two B." No, you know, I mean, Mason said it himself. Like he hasn't he hasn't even seen a victory formation. Well, I this, think you know. the other part that shows a bit of respect for Mason is honestly they didn't dump him to like any team for like a sixth round pick. Like, yeah, I think that's a sign of respect too. Yeah, that's uh, that's football respect there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, you know, the fan might have uh, you know slanted uh, perception against Mitch, but let's. What about at KD Pomp, Bob Pompiani, the shadow shadow hater? I'll call him. I don't know <laughs> if if uh, if Kenny Pickett can't play in Carolina, who should start? We've got I almost I we've got to the point decimal point one decimal place almost exactly 71.7 percent mace 28.3 percent mitch so this isn't just uh you know the 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 fans hater audience this uh this is pomp himself this is pomp himself although i would say that if you're the kind of person you know voting on who's going to start for the pittsburgh steelers quarterback in this last month of the season you might be the same person doing that across multiple twitter feeds okay you see you think this is the same audience the fans I think haters. it's a similar audience. I mean, I, I think. I mean, it's. It's. I mean, it could. I could be wrong. It could be a totally different group of people. I'm just thinking that you know the people that vote in Twitter polls are the people that vote in Twitter polls. Well, let, you know, let's forget. Let's forget Twitter. Then let's go. Okay. Let's go to WPXI. You oh. couldn't. This wasn't a Twitter thing. I don't oh, know how. How okay. do you vote for? I guess you got to call in, or how do you vote? Uh, you got to email WPXI. I, I don't know. You text them. You, you put up a smoke signal. I got nothing. Well, here's yeah. their poll. If okay. Kenny Pickett can't play, who should start? Same stat, 73% Mace, 27% Mitch. Mace has never been this popular in Pittsburgh, maybe ever. (laughs) Right, yeah, no, 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 no. Maybe that one day uh, uh, when Oklahoma State beat Pitt, where he threw like the six (laughs) touchdowns at uh, Heinz Field. um, Wow. It, uh, that is that that is across multiple numbers. That that is a unanimous uh, uh, victory. Let's compare. Well, you know, it's one thing to compare Mitch and Mace because mm-hmm. we've seen. You know, we just watched Mitch throw three picks. But let's. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about let, 
Let's get to at Mark Cabali. Mm-hmm. Can he pick it first 10 games at age 24? Mm-hmm. Four and five, uh, 797 yards passing, uh, 74.9 QB rating. Mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph's first 10 games, also aged 84, five and three. Mm-hmm. 765 yards, it's about the same, 82 rating. The mm-hmm. numbers say between Kenny and Mace, maybe Mace should uh, Mace should get that shot there. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with Mason getting a shot here during the last month of the season since it hit me on the walk over here that these are basically going to be preseason games. But, I mean, that's this particular stat is missing a lot of context. I mean, Mason, at age 24, had been with the Steelers for multiple years. He was not a rookie. Moreover, he was playing on a much better Steelers team, <laughs> particularly in terms of defense. Um, but but definitely, but also on offense, too, with that, because that was the line hadn't completely its complete uh, uh, slide into age and injury. Um, that was that was a very good team that Mason was playing around there. So, uh, so if the narrative is that you know we still don't we still don't know what Kenny's going to develop into mm-hmm. compared to well Mason's already showed us what he could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say those are two accurate statements or are they yes. competing opposites? No, no, I think that I think those are pretty accurate. It, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I give I mean I I respect Mason. Is I think he's told people and you know uh, they've been like, hey, I could have like a Geno smith type year but um but yeah they uh, uh i i'd like this i mean i wouldn't mind seeing mason for the last uh, part of this month i think if nothing else just to show mitch that like hey you can't turn the ball over or to send this message about like hey turning the ball over that much is going to get you benched but um but yeah i i i uh, i've seen quite a bit of mason rudolph starter uh anointed as such for uh, the rest of my time well we yes. can remember when mace was starting in the duck mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. that you know turnovers cost him yes. the the starting job there and and we went back to i mean there was some back and forth because duck threw his fair share of picks too. oh yeah but i thought it was also general ineffectiveness wasn't mason pulled in the cincinnati game at uh and just nothing was going doing against a bad bengals team so you know one could argue that if we're if turnovers are the standard then mace has got to get a shot because mitch threw three. Oh, yeah. now on the other hand you can say well if you take away those three passes mitch had a pretty dang good game. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was it was it was Mitch played an all right game, and that's and but again that gets back to what you said earlier in this podcast about how so many things went wrong at different times for the Steelers to lose this game on Sunday. I think that I'm not saying there will be a short leash, but I think if the turnovers continue. You know, that's the, you know, we've seen running backs get benched mm-hmm. for it. We've seen we've, anyone, you, you know, you you put the ball on the ground, you get benched. And so I don't, I'm not saying there's going to be a short leash, but I think that there will be a, uh, I think there will be a leash. Oh, certainly. And it, it, and again, just watching the game on Sunday, I couldn't help but realize it, it really made clear to me why I'm so glad they drafted Kenny in the first place. So it wasn't this all year. So that there really was a point to this season about, you know, having this quarterback to develop this quarterback versus like if you'd had Mitch for the entire season and you drafted the big defensive tackle or something, then it's like, okay, all you're ever thinking about is when are they actually going to get a real quarterback? Yeah, so now we're just thinking, when are we actually going to shore up this line, this D-line? <laughs> is anyone going to play on this D-line? Will, will we get to the defense? We'll get to the defense, I guess, later. I There's so, a little bit. But, uh, I, I don't even, I mean, I hardly want to talk about the defense. I know. Um, but, we, you know, hey, we've got mm-hmm. to, we, it's not a blameless game. Although, I'm I'm not one, to, I don't play the blame game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you could say, it was interceptions, it was uh, mm-hmm. defensive line, it was special team. Hell, you could blame special teams. In this Certainly. One. But I don't like the blame 
blame game, but you know, of course, this is what the conversation's about. So we got to talk about. Not just Canada. I think, uh, you know, I don't think there's any coach that's off the blame game from the fans, at least. Let's go mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. at Kevin Adams, 26. Kevin Adams, if we lose to a third string quarterback at home in a must win game for the seasons to stay alive. I don't know, man. Hard to defend this type of L for anybody on the coaching staff. You know, is this a coaching loss? I, you know, once again, we can talk about interceptions. We can talk about run defense. We can talk about special teams. Mm, those three things don't seem to be X's and O's to me. Well, I, I, yes and no. I mean, it's as well, those all might not be X's and O's. The fact that we're talking about so many different things that all respond, we're all responsible in some way for the loss that can't. I, it take coaching totally off of the hook. I mean, it's. I remember you made the comment during the game about how the coaches aren't out there, uh, 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 you know, having to make tackles, which is absolutely true. But I mean, this this certainly this can't reflect well on the coaching staff. What occurred on Sunday? I think that there was no as far well as far as the defense. Should we as far as the defense? Um, there was nothing. You know, I think they tried everything but put a goal line defense in, mm -hmm. and. Um, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't happening. You put Cam at nose tackle, that wasn't happening. Right. You put, um, you know, you probably had to have Spillane sneak around Watt on the edge. That's not happening. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, uh, it, it just, I don't know how, it wasn't like there were not adjustments. There was just nothing that was worse. Especially, I'm looking at the fourth quarter. Right, you know. oh, certainly, when the, when the game was truly decided. And I think that's, you know, and that, 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 and I think that sort of leads back to a criticism of Tomlin, too, in terms of he was very instrumental in putting this defense together. And it's, you know, and, and, and that the fact that it's, you know, even after all these investments in the defensive uh, over the last year, it's the, the run defense still wasn't there when it needed to be is uh, not good. Well, you know, we've put, you know, this week it wasn't good, but then the, what, the run defense for the last month and a half has been top five, right? Or top six or something. So uh, how much of it is just the, you know, the Ravens uh, came and, in and, and did... the Falcons in the second half, too. What was it? They let up like 300 yards in the last six quarters or so something the two, like that. So the two best running teams in the NFL did what they do best. And... Two of the better, not the best, I don't think. Well, the, Ravens the are probably the best. Or... Ravens have to be one of the best, yeah. And the I Falcons mean, are good at it. Yeah, the Colts the are supposed to be good awesome. at it. Yeah, you know? they stopped the Colts, certainly. But... Um, but again, this is, you know, this, 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 in every way, this is, like I said, that's how it gets back to, this is like a playoff loss. I mean, this is, you know, there, that, that, this is, what is it? Success is, uh, has many fathers and failures and orphan. Well, this failure actually has many fathers. I think there's a lot of, it's, I, I, if you're going to play the blame game, you have to blame damn near everybody. All right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not the putting players the and the coach. I'll put the players, but, you know, I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, uh, well, let's talk about Canada because I can't put, I don't know if I can, how much I can put on Canada. How about at Tokyo, how about at Tokyo Exmo Morgan mm -hmm. from Yinzhurst? This isn't a growing pains loss. This is a burn the whole thing down loss. Too many missed opportunities. It's becoming a pattern. It's not the exception anymore. It's the rules. New coordinators, new coaches, new players, top down. So if you're, if this is uh, an everything loss, then is this? We you know we are we gonna? Is this a clean house moment? 
Uh, I mean, I I don't know how much house there's going to be to clean just because so many of these, the, the team next year is probably going to look very different anyway with all the different uh, guys they have going and guys they don't have to resign and all that. So I, you know, that that's why you said to see every, this is, everyone reacts like this is a playoff loss because it very much felt that way since it was the end of the season, more or less, this loss. So uh, I, I don't think you're going to get, you know, I, 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 I mean, I would, I do kind of tend to think that once the losing season is secure, that kind of secure. Canada's fate I would be surprised if he came back after that okay, I don't know about okay. the defense um you know uh, uh I would assume they would keep those guys around a little bit more I don't know if Flores is going to stick around but um but yeah I imagine the team that goes to the Trobe next year is going to look a lot different than this one all right you know I see I don't see it as a total I don't see it as a, I mean sure maybe the playoff hopes are over but I you know I still this think this is a product of your journey, journey and your journey's not over the, yet the, the journey the journey's not over yet I mean if you if if you're saying that a losing season guarantees Canada's fate then what then why not now why what's the difference in a week from now in now Ah, I think it gets back to the stability thing. I think uh, uh, one, you know, let let this play out. There's still things to be uh, uh, determined. I mean, these next this next month can go a long way towards, you know, uh, who's going to be around next year. I mean, I, I maybe you know, Kenny comes back in a couple weeks and he's on fire and they look good and maybe they decide to keep Canada. I don't know. I think, you know, it's Tomlin's mentality, as we've heard time and time again, is always to win the next game. So yeah. it may be that he's not even uh, Considered, you know, so I doubt he'll think about what to do at the end of the season until the season is over, and then he can look at it in totality. I, I, I genuinely believe he hasn't thought about what happens at the end of a losing season. I, I feel very confident in saying he hasn't looked that far ahead. Because oh, definitely. He's looking at the at the Panthers. Yeah, definitely, mm -hmm. definitely on that. Yeah, and you know, I think that. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I thought we've seen enough growth in the offense recently. You know, it's mm -hmm. hard to say with Mitch because it seems like the playbook is a little bit different. Uh, what what Kenny does and what Mitch does, obviously, you know, Mitch isn't running around uh, for the first. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just don't I don't see it. Uh, you know, if we were willing to a week ago say Canada's sticking around, then after a whooping by, you know, what could be. Uh, it could be a special Ravens team. You know, hey, this team could make a run and. If we went back and said, oh, well, they were the Super Bowl champs, uh, this doesn't seem that big of a whooping. Right. And that and that's something we won't know for a, a while. But it's um, but I mean, even then that that whole that gets back to the standard is the standard, though, kind of thing, too. Uh, uh, like I said, I mean, I think, you know, the emotions are running real hot right now because, you know, that's kind of these next four games are kind of going to have a preseason sort of feel to them. But. You know, it, uh, but yeah, I, I, I do think uh, changes will be in store one way or the other. But hopefully they come out hot, you know, they win these next four games and uh, makes it a real conversation. You mean what, you know, what changes exactly, you know, if, 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 if usually coaches, well, usually coordinators play out their contracts. And I'm assuming that when Canada was promoted mm -hmm. from QB's coach to coordinator that mm -hmm. he get me, you know, maybe did he get a three-year deal? Usually, I have no idea. We don't know. I don't ahead. think it's even public knowledge. So they mm -hmm. could have just promoted him and kept him on. So this could be the third year of the deal. Uh, if you count the QB coach year, but certainly, I, you know, so I don't, I think there'll be less changes than one, uh, than at least Twitter fans think there would be. Oh yeah. No, no, no. There's not going to be, you know, start all over again, blow everything up, that kind of thing. But I mean, it's, there will be multiple new starters on offense and defense that I feel quite confident saying okay all right okay multiple all right we'll see multiple uh, put that in your uh put that in your time capsule uh mm -hmm. listeners and we'll see um let's anything else to say about these coaches 
How about, oh yeah, how about the the Brainiac at Colin underscore Dunlop, Colin Dunlop. I see Mike Tomlin's change. I see Mike Tomlin's time in Pittsburgh right now very similar to Andy Reid's end in Philadelphia. It's just time. Change the scenery. Change coach. If he goes on somewhere else and has success, so be it. But it's stale. The narrative with the, the fans and the media is that somehow Tomlin's message has gotten stale. Um, I, you know, we haven't even clinched the losing season yet. So how can it be stale if something that's... No, these no bad things hasn't even happened yet. Well, Dunlap's larger point, he expanded on in a lot of other tweets, was about how, what was it, they have three playoff wins in 12 years, they haven't won a playoff game That's the since narrative. 2016. Yeah. And and then what, and then Filipponi jumped in with the, what is it, there are 20 teams that have won a playoff game since the Steelers did. But um, yeah, okay, yeah, it's, there's you know there's been a hundred days of rain too, and, I'm sure uh, somewhere. Oh, you know, yeah. all all, oh, no, all no, facts don't. that don't matter to uh, to mm. the, the reality. Certainly, and it's and and the Steelers have always been about stability, and the Tom and Tomlin always deserved this chance to build up a team with uh, a, a new quarterback that start all over again. At um, no 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 no, you got to let them play this out there by no means uh, get rid of him i mean if you know if we're in this position i mean like as i said i think earlier in the season if we're in this position two years from now then yeah you got to think about getting rid of him if it's two more years of this them not getting anywhere sure but this team has shown like you said they've shown enough growth they really have despite some you know as we've talked about how many times if this team were in contention these injuries would be a problem it would that would be the kind of thing that would hold them back from being contender the sheer number of injuries they've had so no 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 no, no, I, I, I can't, you know, uh, I certainly can Tomlin be criticized at times for what's happened in this decision or the other one. And I mean, the Devin Bush thing is just, you know, looking like it might be holding this team back. But yeah, it, you know, uh, 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 but yeah, but it's uh, it's so, still so, so too early to say all this about Tomlin. Let's let's address this narrative. No playoff wins in uh, three playoff wins in 10 years. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's you know when you get to the playoffs, it's any given Sunday, uh, you know tenfold. It's mm-hmm. exponentially anything can happen, and certainly against the Steelers, anything has happened. A Tebow win, a Blake Bortles win, a Baker Mayfield win. You know things that don't happen uh, will happen on any given Sunday in the playoffs. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't, you know, address that fact. Eh, we don't, you know, as we've said in the past, uh, rack up eight playoff wins and you're all of a sudden a top 40 coach all time mm-hmm. history mm-hmm. so you know only three playoff wins and well i'd be like only three playoff wins give him a lifetime contract because how many coaches do that few few screw these tomlin haters and these so-called media people mm-hmm. um all right let's take a break mm-hmm. let's get to the you know this is obviously uh Oh, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> Don't you want to play it? Oh, gosh, this technical... All right, there's a little music. Second half. Let's talk about... I, I'll bring up my hottest take. I think that I might have a hot take in there, and it has to do with coaches and who's overrated and who's underrated. I've got, I got something that'll make you Steeler fans blood boil, and uh, and I'm and I'm not wrong about it, and... and calling me is this that better be spam all right uh coming up anything else in the second half Nah, i guess not you'll find out listen to this commercial and maybe you'll stick around all 
right. Second half of what Jin's talking about. Mm-hmm. I think we. I think it's a, it might be a 0-0 zero, zero tie after the first half. I don't think any points <laughs> are scored. defensive struggle. Yeah, hey, we went marched down the field, but maybe some turnovers in the red oh, zone. Yeah, yeah. Some, some it, clock it, management issues. It happens. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, where are we at here? Let's, uh, oh, the draft water. That's right, because, you know, if there's no, if we don't have anything to play for, then we may as well just root for the draft. Ugh. Let's get to the draft tweets. <whistles> at Renegade Adam, Adam Steele. Playoffs are dead. Watch should be shut down for the future good. I'm ready for higher draft picks. Pl- okay, so playoffs aren't not technically, but are very, uh, you know, may as well be dead. Watt should be shut down for the future good. Hmm. Mm. That's, he, an, that's an interesting, uh, you know, if there is nothing to play for and he's got, if he, he's got hurt ribs, which, you know, I, it doesn't feel good when you sneeze. I can't imagine right. it feels good when you blitz. No, I, I, and that I just don't know how you can possibly tell TJ Watt to not go out there if he wants to go out there to be in front of the fans and because what's going to be a Pittsburgh crowd in Carolina <sighs> to what that, even with, no matter how bad this team is, that crowd on Christmas Eve is going to be nuts. You know, I just don't know how you, I mean, again, this isn't Madden. You can't tell these guys not to go out there. I also, I kind of think now that we're sort of really in this conversation, I guess I don't really know what the definition of tanking in the NFL is. Like, remember in all the years where the Steelers would get like, they'd have, they'd get the bye and they'd have that last game before the regular, last game of the regular season. And everyone would be able to tell Tomlin, oh, you can't play everyone. And Tomlin would have to be in the press conference and be like, hey, we don't have that many guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't sit everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what is tanking in that? Like, is it, is it like Mark Robinson gets a few snaps? Is it DeMarvin Leal is out there more than Tyson Alualu? Like, what is tanking exactly at this point of the season? Like, I mean, you, we we just saw Cam Hayward in the nose tackles spot. So right. if that's not ta- you know that you could argue that's right. tanking. But. Right. I mean, so like it's it's. I, I mean, I'd like this. I mean, if you're going to play a younger guy as opposed to an older guy, sure, okay. That's. But again, that doesn't strike me as like, hey, go out there and fall down after two yards on this carry. Like that doesn't strike me as tanking. It, it's it, got how hard has it got? Because yeah, you can't tell your players, hey, we're going to go out there and play to lose. Right. So the players are going to do their best for their individual, even if you you know or collective. Uh, mm-hmm. acclim- acclimate, accl- acc- you know, career. The, cur- yeah. So uh, how do you tank in the NFL? How do you lose on purpose? I mean, some of these, you could say some of these Harbaugh calls on in uh Right. Well, <laughs> on- but I think that's all. But I think tanking to me would be like, and, and what the actual definition of it is, is that like it's week three and you're like, hey, we're starting all these rookies, like all these young dudes. That's all we're playing. Or we're going to play this new guy that might not be so good over some older guy like I don't even know technically how you do tank in the NFL it's not like baseball where you can tank by signing guys that are bad and then bringing up guys from the minors who have no future like that that's where you can tank the NFL it's not really the same so and it's no I mean obvious you know I'm I I can never actually want to see the Steelers lose I literally don't have that in me I mean it's as soon as Kenny comes back if he does this season you have to try and win these games just to get him used to what that's like it um, you know, those guys deserve the chance to have the best chance to win. So it, but it's not like Tomlin sitting there thinking like, okay, Mason is probably worse than Mitch. I'm going to start him for the tank. Like that's ridiculous. To climb up a three spots, to climb up two spots, right, or something. Right, right. And again, a team that's not just missing like one thing, one guy. It'd be now. This may be a totally different thing if they hadn't drafted Kenny and like they're like got four wins or something, and they're trying to get the best quarterback. Then sure, try to you know guys from uh, section C seven. 
17, <laughs> but that's not what this is. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, how do you? How do you? Yeah, I don't. Think it's impossible to. And the refs don't believe me. The refs don't let this get that out of hand. Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that, that. Yeah. This. This. Right. This. You could have. Yeah. You could have. Uh, you could have Zach Gentry as your emergency QB. <laughs> And there'll be all of a sudden pass interference, all of a right, sudden the right, yellow right. flag. There's a real oh. NBA jam feeling to some of this. Yes. He's heating up. <laughs> um, uh, what uh, What about? And, 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 and you don't want to, and I'm not rooting against the Steelers, against the Never Browns, could. against right, the, Ravens. the Ravens. We got two against of those. Against the Raiders? Raiders on Christmas Eve with right. Franco there? Come right, on. Right, right, right. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is uh yeah. yeah there's a it's kind just... of celebration of ignorance. <laughs> yeah, we're not tanking. We're not mm-hmm. tanking. Okay, well what about these other draft watchers? At Blitzburg still one, Big Ben's burner. Cornerback, left guard, defensive tackle with the first three picks. I mean, you. Uh, hey, I, you, I'm fine. I don't know, but whatever the order is, the best available. But I mean, they're going to come out with something not dissimilar to that, unless something crazy happens, something crazy like George Pickens or David DeCastro falling. I mean, it's you know, so it's probably not going to look dissimilar to that. But they also, you don't know who they're going to sign because free agency is going to hit before that. You have no idea today. Like, I mean, if um, you you got to think defensive front has got to be is got to mm-hmm. be i mean it'd be a, it'd be uh certainly no one would complain about a first first round investment on defensive line at this right. point oh yeah and yeah. it's and again not that i mean not that it's a whole other topic i'm sure we'll have plenty of time to talk about it just something that bothered me is that you know you got to find that another inside linebacker thing why didn't they trade for roquan smith <gasps> well, okay so then you'll have traded a first round pick a third round pick a second round pick and a fifth round pick for one guy like, I mean, yeah. that, you know, it's, it's, there's got to be a way to find an inside linebacker other than just this one or two dudes that seem to exist in the league. This drives me nuts. But anyway, so yes, it'd be fine with something on the defensive line. And let's just check in. What's our, where, where's our current draft position? Let's see. At Steelers Network, Steelers Network through 14 weeks, Steelers currently own the 13th, the 33rd, the 43rd, and the 74th picks in the 2023 draft. So I mean, thir- I mean thirteenth. If there was an, if there was a Jordan Davis type at thirteen, that would be great. Oh yeah, um, I, I still think they'd have drafted him over Kenny. But yeah, I don't I think, think that left guard at thirteen is that not typically where the premium guards go. I mean, it's a little bit further in the first. Right, but it also could be you know if if everyone moves up, but you never know if everyone moves up to get those quarterbacks. I mean that's or else or, or even just. What we remember happened last year. People move up to get some receiver too. I mean, I'm, you're right. It's just you never know if someone falls in love and trades everything they've ever had. And I so, mean, and I still think receiver might be. I'm not saying it's going to be 33rd or 43rd, but I mean, oh, 74. I mean, what team has done better drafting receivers in the third round than the Pittsburgh Steelers ever? Ever. Boom. Mm-hmm. I mean, sound like my Robert Frost uh, poem. <laughs> um, oh. The green and gold of guidance and guidance. <laughs> how about how about some uh, how about some some uh, cleanup uh, mop up in uh, on aisle twenty twenty one draft over here at the Pony Express? Andrew Filipponi. The Steelers drafted a second quarterback in the seventh round of the twenty twenty two draft, and it wasn't Brock Purdy. Not only a stupid pick, they didn't even pick the right QB. Was still mad about the Oladokun pick, and. 
maybe Andrew, maybe Filipponi. I don't know. I didn't know Brock Purdy was a word until about two weeks ago. No, but I also think that like you or I could at least throw for a hundred yards with that Niners team. I mean, that might they might be the league's best team. I mean, they're certainly in the conversation for that. So I, I uh, this one doesn't bother me. I mean, it's it's it. I I don't think if Brock Purdy had if Brock Purdy had made it to Pittsburgh, would he still be on the practice squad? Probably not, because someone else would have signed him. You know, like what happened. But um, but yeah, I, I I just think that Niners team is very very good. It uh, I'm not blaming anyone for not having uh, uh, Brock Purdy on their dance. Card. Yeah, I don't remember anyone. I don't remember other teams being upset they didn't have Duck Hodges on their team when right. we were winning games with. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little defense because I don't know what to say. We we've already said a lot. Oh but, yeah, yeah. You know this comes back again and again. Oh, we're back to the uh, we're back to um, you know the Brainiac at the Pony Express. Andrew Filipponi, 108 million spent to get mauled in the run game. 200. Seven yard again. We go. This goes back to the most expensive defense and how that you know is is a somewhat a failure because um, we've spent all this money on defense but haven't gotten um, you know number one defense, not a Lebeau defense out there. Well, I mean, it's it's it. it I think of what Tomlin said when he was on the pivot. It, uh, when they asked him about, you know, what are you going to do without Ben? And he, I forget exactly how Tomlin worded it, but it's, you know, the money's spread around now, so the playmaking should be spread around now as well. And unfortunately, the playmaking wasn't spread around enough on uh, Sunday. But we talk about this most expensive defense, but, but you know, T.J. Watt, we're not going to complain about a dime wasted on him, right? right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, we're not complaining about a cent wasted on him, Um uh, who else is getting big money on Cam. the defense? Cam Cam's Hayward and not complaining. I mean, you know, sure. Uh, there are some whispers he's starting to wear down, but it's but also he should. But also he's had to be the entire defensive line for some time. Now. Yeah, he was worried about snaps last season. He was worried about get, trying to like, hey, we got to cut down my snaps last season when mm-hmm. that wasn't possible. And uh, you know, I, actually, I think they've given him some time off uh, yeah. during the game this year. But you know, what to be backed up by uh, Liao, your rookie, or Loudermouth? You know, Loudermouth, mm-hmm. whatever he's. Where's he been? You know, yeah, Loudermilk has been, been another draft disappointment. Yes. So yeah. The, the, uh, the disappointment isn't on the money spent, I would say. It's not on the big money guys. It's on the role the role players, you know, who aren't getting paid that much to begin with, but, um, you know, haven't haven't filled the role. I mean, sure, you can say Devin Bush. Um, you can mm-hmm. say Robert Spillane. You know, you, are you upset that Robert Spillane hasn't risen above his undrafted uh, status, you know? Right, and, I, and also, too, I'm sure... 207 yards in the rushing game that's that's everybody's fault that's not one guy that is a total team failure on defense um you know and it's or success on the ravens is what you know um uh and let's be i mean i don't know let's be clear i don't know how that sounds but if this defense stopped them on the last drive in the fourth who cares how many yards, you know? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. That's that. But I think that's that gets back to what you said about how there were so many different people that, um, you know, so many to, so much blame to go around for this game. If they if Mitch doesn't if, if they get a couple extra field goals, if, you know, someone decides to block the guy that, you know, has blocked multiple field goals in the past. It, um, you know, if uh, there's so many different ways that this game uh, could have gone their way that it uh, that, that someone somewhere did not make a play when they had to. I. 
I look at it like, tell me if this is wrong, because you could say it was 207 yards of rushing defense allowed. You could say it's three interceptions by Mitch. You could say it was, um, you know, the 15-yard the punt by Presley mm-hmm. or the blocked uh, kick on the other end of special teams. I say that if if take away one of those three elements and it probably still would have been a win but all three combined made it impossible to win if Mitch doesn't throw those interceptions then there's probably some more points on the board yeah I I do kind of think there's a little bit of a hierarchy there I mean it's I would put the Presley punt disappointing as it was you know definitely third on those things because I want to say the first or second snap after that was the 44 yard run by uh, J.K. Dobbins so I mean it's certainly the Ravens had some momentum they built on but yeah I I, I I would agree with the rest of it, though. I mean, if, if, if Mitch even throws one less interception, it, uh, if Mitch even just fumbles the ball and gets sacked and they have to kick from there, I mean, it's, you know, each of those things. Well, it, or the uh, blocked kick. How about the blocked kick? Maybe certainly. not on Presley, but the, on the other one, the blocked Absolutely. kick. Absolutely. Uh, each of those things could have been enough. I mean, I, I, I kind of do, with the way the defense had worn down, I do kind of wonder if one point would have been enough to uh, keep them from, uh, uh, you know, getting another uh, uh, field goal there. I mean, it... Um, because the, the way the Ravens were able to move the ball in the fourth quarter, but um, but yeah, it uh, uh, but a couple more field goals, sure. They, I, I I don't think I don't know if those guys would have been able to get in the end zone. Um, all right, I think we said enough about the D. What is okay. you know? Um, let's go to let's let's get a let's get, talk about coaches because mm-hmm. this came out from at Blitzburg, mm-hmm. Blitzburg. Which head coach was the best? Noel. Cower, 31%. Tomlin, 17.5%. And, you know, I got in on this poll Mm -hmm. because I said... I said to my vote was Tomlin because uh, because I'm a a Tomlin guy. Mm -hmm. But my rationale was I said Noel is overrated okay. now dare say he's over i'm not saying he's not great i'm not right, saying oh, yeah. he's not a hall of fame chuck Knoll's a hall of famer mm-hmm. he's all-time pittsburgh great hero but dare say could he be overrated he had a team full of hall of famer not even just pro not even talented guys deontay johnson type pro bowlers but mm-hmm. team of hall of famers you know, um, take away all that Hall of Fame talent, and we had some of the leanest years. You know, the uh, the bub, not even the Bubby years, the um, you know the Mark Malone years, like some very lean years Certainly. under under Noel. In the eighties, um, yeah. So, uh, but you know, when I came out and said, "Yeah, Noel might be a tad overrated," uh, people came at me like, oh, "You don't. That's so ignorant. You don't know what you're talking about." Is there any point? It'll do. Can there be any argument made that? Uh, I mean, he had the best players of all time. Yeah, but he also won with those guys too. I mean, it's it's that winning is going to cure all ills. It uh, and I also, you know, there's. I mean, it also too. Remember what people see. They see Tomlin's teams lose. Some of them were alive to have seen Cowers' teams lose. Very few of them were alive to at this or even following the team to see Knowles' even last teams in the '90s. What they see are the highlights, the eternal, endless uh, uh, parades of victory. Um, I would, you know, before I would vote in such a thing, I would be curious. I, I, and I don't actually even know how much Noel was involved in 
building those teams since we know that right. Tomlin is so integral in building these teams, which is why, you know, he is open to a bit of criticism for how these teams that this current team's construction is lacking in many areas. So I, I, I think if Noel was instrumental in bringing a lot of those players along uh, 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 that, but also you don't know again, it, 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 but it's hard to beat those results though. And you don't know how much of those guys he coached up. I mean, it even gets back to the point you just made. There were a lot of hall of famers, but they weren't all hall of famers. There were a lot of, those guys that uh, were role players on those teams that were able to make those plays when they had to. That wasn't just Lamb and Hambert and Green and Blunt. It was, uh, you know, he did build up a lot of those guys. I mean, you know, in the 80s, the game changed in large part to respond to the way he had dominated it in the 70s. It, um, and I think that there was a difficult transition there. So it, uh, it, it's, it is, it's, you know, it's which coach do you remember winning the most is what this poll really is. I'll put it like this you know today's era with free agent you know Noel didn't have the free agency like it was today Noel didn't have the the uh the media where it was today where every player is their own brand Mm -hmm. and um you know uh where Noel they were nameless gray faces um you know the uh I don't I just don't you know I don't hear players players from other teams saying how much they wanted to play for Chuck Noll and regret it that they couldn't like players we've heard say they wish they played for Tomlin oh, yeah. uh, I think well, Fred Taylor is around anymore because it's been 40 years well I mean you know where where, where are those testimonials you know uh um I, I don't know. I just I'm not saying that he's not great. I'm just saying that he was blessed with things that if uh, modern coaches had today, it would be, you know, I don't know. You know, Noel never had a duck season. Noel never had, uh, you know, never, never had to start uh, Archibong well, on I the started, front line. I mean, whatever. I mean, I certainly wasn't around for it. But the Terry Hanratty, Joe Gilliam, Terry Bradshaw thing had to have been an absolute minefield to navigate. It, uh, there was certainly a lot of that. It, um, yeah, no, but it's also, I mean, it, it's such a different game then. I mean, Noel had to deal with weird stuff like playing the college all-stars after you won the Super Bowl. Noel had to deal <laughs> with guys having jobs in the offseason. Like, it's it's an entirely different world. It's almost something alien. It's barely the same uh, uh, sport. I mean, it's, you know, and, 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 it's, and the same with Cower. I mean, it, it, to compare across eras is asinine anyway. Well, Tomlin got my vote. Sorry, Noel Hater, or I'm the I'm the Noel Hater, I guess. Uh, whatever. I I think the band. Oh, the band is on the field. Uh, uh, Chuck Noel is overrated. Yes, I said it once more. All right, we got some odds and ends to get to. How about? Well, how about the Ravens' point of view? This is mm-hmm. at Alex Kazora. Mm-hmm. John Harbaugh says Ravens' fourth quarter score will go down in history as one of the great drives in this rivalry. Mm-hmm. Now, from a Steelers' perspective, you're like, eh, like first of worst, worst from our perspective, one of the like least memorable. But then I'm thinking, well, from the Ravens' perspective, maybe that is one of their. Uh, is this their version of the immaculate extension? You know, just yeah, like ramming it down our throats. It's their what? It's their version of duck. It's the same thing. It's, you know, it's du- it's their Duck Hodges. They found some guy that was in the same, like, Pop Warner League as Kenny Pickett when they were seven years old, and he came out and he handed off the ball for a dozen times, and they got the uh, the big field goal there. I mean, it's it's easy to forget because of, you know, what the Steelers have disappointed in the last few years, but this they beat the Ravens four times in a row. 
Yeah. How often did you ever seen that in your life? I mean, this was the Ravens had to win this game. As much as this was to save the Steelers' season, this was to save a lot more than that for Baltimore. I think this is uh, a, a landmark moment for Ravens. You know, yes, especially if I they if, if if this goes on to say a Super Bowl run, you're going to look back on this moment as a Ravens fan, kind of like how Steelers did with the I say maybe the Deshay pick six or something during that season. Like, oh yeah, this was a moment that kind of solidified the team. Uh, for their run in the playoffs, I think that this is a uh, a great moment for uh, for the Ravens. Absolutely, and it solidifies them too. Even if they, uh, you know, in the divisional round, get absolutely blown out by the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going to forget them mocking Renegade anytime soon. Oh you know? yeah. At, uh, and to wave the towels, that was to go and uh, as soon as they got one of the interceptions to go into the inter. Oh yeah, the we'll see. We'll, let's see. Yeah, let's we'll scoreboard watch uh, in later in December. We'll see. Right, we got mm-hmm. another game coming up. Yes, over there. How about at Real Clark twenty five? Ryan Clark. I heard we let a Ravens fan propose to a Steelers fan before the game. Apparently, he was let down to the field. I don't know what's happened in this rivalry. James Harrison would have suplexed the dude as the girl would have cheered. Um, is this a soft? Is it? Have we gone soft? They're letting Ravens fans propose in uh, in Acrisure Stadium. It'd, it'd be kind of weird if we. I mean, one, I don't know why you got to do this for your marriage proposal anyway. Like, why does it have to be about all these fans? Your marriage proposal, but I mean, it's if I I I, I find every part of this story off putting. I don't like <laughs> I don't like that it happened, but I really don't like that these people asked to do this. Like, I, I don't know if you remember when this I, I, talk about the fan when um the Steelers played the Eagles this year. They're like two people won a contest. Uh, 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 to go watch the game in the Eagle Stadium from the fan. And during like the third quarter, a game when the Steelers were getting blown out, the guy proposed to the woman and it was lovely and they got, okay, but they, were, they weren't they were on the field. <laughs> they were up in the stands. If you're going to do this, do it at, why can't you, if it's a special moment, do it, or even do it outside before the game if it's got to be about people looking at you. I don't like any part of this story. I don't think it ever should have got to the point where Ryan Clark has to comment on it and bring in James Harrison for no reason. Like, and then, and then, and assume fantasy violence of suplexing. I I don't like any part of this. If you're if you're the type of if you if you if you're the type of woman who would find it romantic to be proposed to at a football game in front of everybody. Yeah. Then the dude better be rooting for the Steelers. What's this Ravens? Put a jersey on and support your girl. Uh, you know, if she's the type of girl that yeah. once proposed to at Acrisure Stadium, then why is she dating a Ravens fan? See, <laughs> like you almost wonder, and then it's like something about like, oh, well, we met because we were at the bar rooting for the other team or some specific thing or something. I, I don't like I don't like any of this. I I I I I no. All of it gets a big no for me. I I no. I don't like it. You can frame it however the hell you want to frame it. Yeah. I'm not, well, I, you know, okay. Throw it's, out the frame, too. Delete the pictures. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no. That's a big no from Greg. Um, where, no. oh, geez, oh, gosh. I guess because people are talking about it, I guess we'll... At Stats Guy Daniel, Daniel Valente, 113 NFL players have received more targets in the last two weeks than George Pickens. Oh, my God. The the injustice. Well, it's going to take a serial podcast to find justice for George Pickens. Um, I mean, this past game, how, you know, how, how, how upset can you be about Pickens not getting his targets in a game where, I mean, you know, before it was, oh, we don't throw over the middle. Well, we threw over the middle and we got a couple picks. Right. We don't throw deep. Oh, we threw deep and it led to a pick. We threw deep to George and he made a great catch. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much, 
Uh, what will it take? How many targets will it take for the for the Steelers fans to finally get over this? This is this is just a background uh, argument about the interceptions again. Th- this particular week, it has nothing to do with Pickens. This, how many targets will it take to get the people talk, talking about George Pickens till the first one gets intercepted, <laughs> or till he drops, or till he drops He's one or puts one on the ball? I mean, it's, yeah. he has had drops. I mean, it's it's you know, there was I want to say there was a big one in the Colts game, although he came back and made that great play later on. It um, but yeah, it's it's. It's, it's, you know, uh, 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 and everyone forgets the drop by Gentry early on in this game or else uh, uh, that every time someone else drops a ball or there's another incompletion or there's a big interception, it, uh, it, it, it just magnifies more and more that they should go to Pickens. That they should. I mean, and I'd certainly be fine with them going to Pickens more, but it, uh, particularly if he's matched up one-on-one. But, um, but I, I, you know, at, at some point, he's not always open. He's, he's not, you know, mid-career AB just yet. Get, let's get, hey, I, got a, I think I got another hot take here uh you know turn up the heat here i don't think that george pickens is having a better rookie season than chase claypool's rookie season uh hmm. did people complain about i mean chase got the targets i guess that's why no one complained yeah about that. and also too just like the rest of that offense chase fell off a cliff halfway through i mean so much of the claypool great rookie season we imagine remember is the first half of that season it's that's the big catch against the giants it's the 70 yard pass against the broncos it's the four touchdowns against the eagles and then it really cools off well what are we talking about for pickens we're talking about uh you know gradually getting better. one catch I mean, one catch week one one catch week 14 i mean you know uh, mm-hmm. but uh a player that's shown he's much 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 better at fighting for uh, uh, the ball than Claypool ever was in his best day. What, to be determined. We'll see. We'll, well no, see. Already we've seen it. We you, don't have to. <laughs> that oh, one's well, already determined. Well, Chase had 10 touchdowns. I don't know. Four of them in one game. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't remember him. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't remember. The... How many of them were rushing? They gave him the ball. He didn't have to fight for somebody to jump over the guy. At, uh, isn't he already not getting the playbook or something in Chicago? Didn't well, isn't that? he hurt? Is that why? Or? Oh, okay. All so right. Well, okay. You can. Okay. <laughs> okay. Take George. You can pick George Pickens on your fantasy team all day. Uh, yes. And then you complain. can have Claypool. I got your, Claypool. I got him. On your one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, this is serious. Uh, at Trib Sports, Tribune oh, Review Sports. Blame Akershore. Steelers are two and four at home unless they beat the Raiders and the Browns. Mm. They'll have their second home losing season mm. since Chuck Knoll's first season in 69. That stuns me that it hasn't yeah. been this long. I mean, I-, I thought, you know, I thought in recent years we haven't been uh, as great at home, but I guess we've just been as great as the years we've been undefeated at home. Well, even that, I go back to what you were saying just a few minutes ago. How, the, how did this not occur in the 80s? How did this not... Yeah. You know, some of those teams were certainly uh, uh, not the greatest, but I mean, I guess for whatever reason, it was always tough to play in Three Rivers. Um, yeah, no, this is genuinely serious, and this is a, a real problem. But I mean, it's you know, that's real uh, 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 rebuilding stuff. I mean, it's they've played good teams. I mean, there hasn't. I mean, of the better teams, they you know the worst. You know, the teams you're like, okay, they should beat these teams: the Atlanta's, the Indianapolis's, the Carolinas. Those are all on the road. I mean, who's the worst team they played at home? It's uh, I guess the Browns, Browns? coming up, which yeah. hasn't happened yet. I mean, it's certainly not the Ravens. It's not the Patriots, the Jets. Who know? I mean, I, I maybe it's the Jets, but the Jets certainly aren't bad. Maybe it's, it's the Bengals. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the right. The Bengals, who are yeah, going to certainly play for, might be as good a team playing as any other in the NFL right now. So yeah, I mean, it's been a tough. 
you know, the Buccaneers are probably going to win that division. So it, uh, so yeah, they have yet to play. Um, I mean, it's a tough home schedule, but yeah, just a real stunner. That is not a record I want to – all the no. things we've been breaking, like uh, last year, worst rushing defense last year, worst uh, – what are we this year? Um, worst or worst offensive – I don't know if, it's the, not, if, I mean, the, it's if the offense there. is still bad. But, right. But this one, yeah, losing season at home and since 69. Mm, aye, aye, tough. aye. That's tough. Um, well, <whistles> at Tommy Jaggy, Tommy Jaggy, according mm-hmm. to 538, Steelers have a 0.2% chance of making the playoffs. So that tells me it's like this is like Doctor Strange in Avengers. There's one scenario out of a million that will defeat Thanos. Everything else is probably so. If we can only uh, if we can get our hands on the Darkhold book, and then maybe we can. Okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think the goal right now is to make the playoffs. Now I think it's just to maybe try to get that 500 season. Well, I mean, just or build momentum for next year. I mean, it's it's what I think about a lot in this is the um, not even Ben's rookie year, which maybe is the better analogy. I don't know, but I think about the team that went to the AFC title game in 2001. That team didn't make the playoffs in 2000, but boy, they played a lot better in that in that December. They were, I mean, that built real momentum. Uh, uh, for that team going into the 2001 season. Great. Let's go for the Big Mo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be, hey, it wins over Baltimore, wins over Cleveland uh, in right. December. That would, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it makes up for but it would certainly uh, be a nice little uh, spoonful of sugar to help the rest oh, of the medicine yeah, yeah, go down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, and it, yeah, and it's, and it, yeah, and it's, I mean, again, there's, what is tanking? I mean, as we said before, that, you know, at the, mm-hmm. And uh, I'll give the final word to okay. that T Funk STR Tom Funk, just because we're in the Christmas season here. Sure. Uh, Jingle bells, Trubisky smells, Boswell laid an egg. Um, Is it Boswell's fault on that kick? I, I thought it was the line. I mean, I, I have no idea who gets blamed. Look, when Tomlin comes out and makes special, uh, makes a point to praise the guy who did it, and is, talks about how they specifically game plan for him all week, and they still couldn't stop him. That seems, you know, that's like the, that's part of the coaching thing too. It's like, yeah, you can you can game plan everything, and you just can't stop their six, eight that's special teams. You know, Andre the Giant. You know, maybe we. Should should go out there and uh, give Shaq a contract just for special teams plays like that. Didn't they used to have that guy that wouldn't do anything, but he was real big, that like third string nose tackle? I forget what his name was. Yeah, I know, I know his nickname was Shade Tree, which is one of the great nicknames. <laughs> oh, wasn't Mc, 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 Daniel McCullers? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Could he? If he did, he have ups? If he could, we I need... don't know if he had ups. I think he had talls. We got to get Yao Ming. We'll give him that knees over, knees over toes trainer, right, and right, then right, he just yeah, stands he up there and just yeah, blocks, blocks yeah. kicks. Yeah. Well, roster spot. I guess, uh, I guess, I guess that's what we've been talking about. Um, that's what we've been talking about. Oh yeah, thanks, Coach. Um, uh, I'll leave you with a uh, how about a haiku about Myron Cope from. <laughs> AI AI chat. Please, please. <laughs> Myron Cope, a legend, a voice like no other, will miss forever in our hearts. Aww.
I don't know. This is AI. I think uh, that was nice. I mean, that's I've heard worse eulogies for people, and so have you. Like, well, Cope didn't. He Cope didn't like it, but uh, maybe maybe we can replace me as host with this AI chat. Oh, no, no, no. They no, seem no, to no. know more about Steelers than me. Oh, I think no. Noel's overrated. What the? Type that into the thing, Singapore. Is Noel overrated? It won't. It, it it won't take opinions. Chatbox knows better than to have an opinion. Oh, every opinion is worthy. No, chatbot. Chatbot knows there are no good opinions. Um, if you want to keep this conversation going, uh, like, text me. Really, that's the best. Two zero one seven zero five. Three zero three five. No, you. Can, I'm on. I'm on Twitter uh, at Kyle Christ. I'm not. You know. I mean, I, I chime in there eventually, but I'm kind of like getting off it. I'm trying to find what the, where the new thing is. I, I agree with that. I think it's a good the, idea. I think the new thing is just like create our own. Either like like we should. The fans should be in on the Slack or uh, just an email list or something. You know, that seems to be where how the conversation is moving. So, mm-hmm. hey, email me at Kyle or Kyle Christ at Gmail, and maybe we'll start a little uh, newsletter or something. Hey. You know. We like when there's a bad take, we can send you alert, alert, <laughs> bad take. Now please donate twenty dollars to the elect Yin's fund. Okay, I don't know. You can find me at Greg Benavent, B is in boy, E N E V is in victory, and T at Instagram, which will not be going down anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, all right. Until until next week. It's, oh, it's Christmas week. It's, it's Christmas next week, and uh, it's uh, it's Raiders week. Yes, yes, yes. It, uh, wow, it really is coming fast. Immaculate week. We've got a special immaculate treat for you for Immaculate Week, an immaculate Christmas treat. So you want to tune in uh, mm-hmm. next week, even though uh, you're just like, oh, God, like after the, <laughs> after the Panthers game, do I have to listen to any more Steelers <laughs> talk? You're going to want to. You're yeah, going to want to next it's week. It's not mock draft season yet. No, not yet. Soon. <laughs> but soon. The mocks oh, are out there. God. I refuse because we know. And I'll tell you, mockers, you're not getting anything right yet. So right. maybe in January I might start looking. but Maybe. And hopefully mm. not even that. All right. Until next week, listen to Coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.